When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. If my voice sounds a little bit sexier or a little bit constipated, it's because I'm still jet lagged and I'm still like, oh my Lord, that flight from Australia has killed me. We're doing so. Sometimes we do intros for two weeks. So we have, you know, this episode, we had done this intro for, la- from, from we did this intro last week. How I'm boring myself right now. <laughs> Is that even possible? We have to, yeah. People, we're all jumping around the the world. We're globe trotting. Yeah, we're so we're having to stockpile some stuff. Yeah. Also, sexy and constipated at the same time. Yeah. Huh. Is that possible? I mean, if one man can do it, let me let me see if I could do it in a scene. Watch. Hey, <laughs> it's basically Clint Eastwood, isn't it? How are you? <laughs> well, I've had a long flight. Taking my Xanax and it's clogged me up. <laughs> Guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. Welcome. Hopefully, uh, you'll enjoy today's podcast. It's we've got a, a youngster on today. Love this guy. He's his, his career is booming, and uh, he's a friend of mine. We we play hockey together, and uh, it was good to have him in the studio. He was a real. He was really fun. He was. He's so full of life. I remember what that was like to be so full of life to have <laughs> just everything seem so possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where did that go? Good Lord, son. Jesus, where did it go? Where did it go? I'm serious, man. Uh, Before we get into that, big reminder, everyone. Tomorrow is the launch of Talkville. That's right. The Smallville Rewatch podcast that Tom Welling and I are doing. If you loved Smallville and you want to have a little revisiting where this all started, make sure you tune in Wednesday, July 13th to wherever you get your podcasts. And to get to see more cool stuff we're doing, head over to talkvillepodcast.com. That's T-A-L-K-V-I-L-L-E podcast, talkvillepodcast.com. Don't miss this, folks. Mark it down. This is going to be an adventure. Ryan will be there. I will be there. Talkville podcast. All right, back to the Inside of You podcast now. I just wanted to promote that. Uh, I've got a great episode today. Um... You know, this this guy's career is really blossoming. That's all I could say. I'm excited that he's on the show. I, I think he was a really fun guest. I think you're going to have fun with him. He's charming. I love the stories about his family where his dad oh would just God. whoop his ass. <laughs> I don't forget stuff like that. And uh, the the hockey stories where, he, you know, he sounds like he had a promising, like he could have made it as a, as a hockey player uh-huh. and uh, chose the dark side, mm-hmm. acting. Uh, without further ado, oh, before we get into that, like, let me give you the handles. If you like the podcast today, you want to follow us at Talkville Podcast. Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. At Inside of You Pod. Uh, no, at Inside of You Podcast on fa- face, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Uh-huh. At Inside of You Pod on the Twitter. Uh-huh. See, I told you this, you know, it just, what can you do? Also, if you want to join Patreon, um, Patreon. If you don't know what it is, it's a place where people give back to the podcast, so it keeps us running, keeps us afloat. So if you love the podcast and you want to support it in any way, 
go to patreon.com slash inside of you, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash inside of you. You can become a patron. I'll message you back, thanking you right after you do it. There's all different types of tiers. You can be the top tier, which gets boxes and sign stuff from me every four months and get your name shouted out on the podcast at the end. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Patreon.com slash inside of you. Um, and without further ado, I think, oh, but by the way, the inside of you online store has tons of great merch. If you want merch, we've got so much new stuff inside of you glasses, uh, mugs, tumblers, Smallville stuff. Check it out, the inside of you online store. Without further ado, let's get inside of Gianni Paolo. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Favorite horror movie, you asked me, huh? Mm-hmm. You know, I, <laughs> I came in with the burning hot question. Burning hot. I love how you, the first question is for me. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. It's, it's fine. I I'm like actually it. taking over, so. You could, t- you could totally take over. <laughs> Believe me, I'd like you to take over. I wish Ryan would take over sometimes. <laughs> Ryan, take over, dude. Yeah, what's your favorite horror movie, Michael? Um... I'm gonna go with uh, an easy one. You to, could say Ma. To, to, I mean, Ma is a great <laughs> scary movie. I mean, it is. It's not really a scary movie as much as it is a thriller. Yeah, it's a thriller. Yeah. But uh, The Shining. I love how I'm throwing out my credits immediately. What? <laughs> I said I love how I'm throwing out my credits the second I sit down. Gianni immediately goes, Ma. Ma's a good horror movie. I'm like, all right, take it easy. Take it easy, Octavia Spencer. The Shining. Yeah. Jeez, man. But here's uh, here's the thing. I know this is gonna be very controversial to say. I watched The Shining and I was not impressed. Maybe because too there's young. so much hype too behind it. Too young, perhaps. It was just slow. It's supposed to be. It's that slow burn. You're in this giant castle-like hotel, yeah. and yet you still feel claustrophobic. And it's, it's it's dated, but it's still. I think it's so nostalgic to me. That's yeah. why it's so good. But The Exorcist is a great one. Did yeah. that hold up for you? It did. It, a little more than The Shining. I love how it lost your entire audience within... F- no the way. Fr- I no, was like, didn't. I hate The Shining. No, <laughs> no, no. It's, it's a different... Like, how old are you? 25? 25, yeah. You're 25 years old. This came, thing, this movie came out... Uh, how, how old were you? 40 years ago. How, how old were you when it came out? Um, let's see. I was probably... I was a little boy. But it came out in 1980. Yeah. So, so that- I was eight years old. You were negative... T- 25 yeah that's crazy it's a did you have you seen the shining ryan you haven't seen the shining wow we gotta have a screening at at my house well what's your favorite horror movie i'm a screen fan just because i love like i just love the comedy aspect and because that's just you know who i am too so Mm -hmm. i love i love scream um yeah i'd have to go with that scream scream's a great horror movie but you can tell it's generational yeah but I think it crosses generations because I think most, I mean, that was a huge movie successfully yeah. f- through every demographic. Mm-hmm. I think from like 15 to like 60, yeah, people are loving that freaking movie. Yeah. You know what's crazy is I'm looking at you and I'm like, this punk, I've known you, we played hockey together. Yeah. And then we met like what, five years ago? Something like that. And yeah. then you're working for Theo Vaughn on his podcast. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, you have more followers than I have. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you just like took off. You got this Power Book Two Ghost on Stars mm-hmm. that just like it's it's like one of the most popular shows. It just took off. Yeah. It got these huge ratings and like millions of followers. 
like I don't even know where to begin with you. So I was like, you know, he hasn't been working that long. You haven't done yeah. that much stuff. Yeah. I mean, you've been doing a lot lately. But I look at you and I'm like, how do you? You're 25 years old, and when what was the first thing you that hit? The first was thing, that I, Ma? the first thing I ever booked was a Hulu show called Chance. It was my first guest, right, star. right, right. And then I did a couple of guest stars, guest stars, um, and then Ma was like kind of the big um, one that I that I booked. But I actually booked Ma, and then I booked uh, my first co-star on Power, like a week later. So, and I was hanging out for a month before I even went. So I had two jobs in the can before I even went and shot any of them. Wow. Yeah. And, so, th and this happened when? So this was December of 2018. I, I, book, I, book, I booked my December. What? The gardeners. They come. They, they, they came at this exact I thought it was moment. your dog. I thought it was your dog. I was so, like. Yeah, well, that is my dog. Yeah. But the gardeners are outside. But go ahead. Yeah. So so December 2018, I booked Ma and I booked Power right back to back. I went and filmed my first co-star. Um, not my first co-star, but my first day on Power because originally I booked it as a co-star. Right. Um, and then. So you had no idea that they're going to keep you around. No. So basically what happened is I, I booked it as a co-star and I had two scenes. And um, it was just an asshole, like rich white C CW character. Right. <laughs> so I, it was like a skeleton crew. I worked as a local hire, so I lost like two thousand dollars. I flew myself in, uh, to because they shoot that in New York. I obviously live here, but wow. my family's from Rhode Island, so I was like, I'll make a trip out of it. Yeah. So I went Providence, to Providence, right? Yeah, Providence. Right? Yeah. So I went to New York and we shot it. Um, and thank God the director, because, you know, the sides were, I was trying to buy pills from Tariq, my roommate at the school show, but it was one scene and I'm like, yeah, yeah, let me, let me buy pills. And it was just an asshole wearing Sperry's, this and that. What are Sperry's? It's like boat shoes. It's like what every rich asshole from <laughs> Nantucket wears. You know what I mean? Are those those? Uh, actually, in <laughs> fact, yeah. These are fucking old Sperry's. He's wearing Sperry's. But those are the sneakers. These like, are sneakers. They're not like boat they're shoes. They're not the yeah. boat, right, right. boat shoes. Oh, I know what you're talking about. No laces. Yeah. It's, right, right, It's right. terrible. Right. So uh, I- I was going to say I'm wearing Perry's, but no, the S just kind of came off the bottom. Uh, yeah, no, those are cool. <laughs> those are sneakers. Yeah, those are all right. I like those. Yeah, they're a little old. Yeah. So the director was like, okay, the next two takes are yours. Cause I knew what I was there for. Like, I'm not trying to make it about myself, this and that. I go there, I do what I was supposed to do and whatever. So she's like, next two takes are yours. So I just improv like crazy. I cho totally changed the character. I made him funny. I didn't make him an asshole, you know, white character, this and that, which kind of is the way it was written. And I just changed it. And then, you know, a couple months later when the show came out, that's what made the cut and nothing that was originally written made it. So, wow. yeah, it was really Well, how do you learn, where did you learn to improvise? I did, I did on stage at UCB in Groundlings for years. Um, I did, I was, I performed pretty much at every indie improv show in LA for three years. So when she said the next wow. two takes are yours, I was like, got it. I know what I need to do. But now, are you improvising with someone who knows what they're doing as well? I'm. Imp uh, my friend Michael has been on the show since he was 11 years old, so he never had to do any of that. Um, so he, he knows how to improvise, but like, I, I knew what I was bringing to the scene. It's not about, you know, a lot of people when they improvise on set, they're like, how do I give myself more lines? And I know that that's the, the downfall. That's the pit of death because then they're like, oh, we don't, it's like, how do you make this scene and this character better? How do you make the show better? Right. So that's the way I approached it. Ah, so then I got sure way beyond your years, my friend. Yeah. And I was 21 at that point, 22. Um, when I, when I shot that, so then whatever, a, a couple months go by, I saw it. And then they call me and they said, oh, we wrote your whole storyline for season six. So I was like, oh, dope. So I come back, 
And um, they're paying you more. They're flying you out now. They're fly, flying me out. They're putting, putting me up. up. All right. Everything. All right. Good. So they wrote me a whole storyline. And I show up. And the first person I see is 50 Cent at breakfast. And he comes up to me and he goes, um, uh, we like keep doing what you're doing. We loved you. You killed it. And I was like, holy shit. Like, 50 cause he, cause he's, Cent. Yeah. He's one of the executive producers yep. of the show. He was a, a main character on it for five seasons, four seasons. Um, so it was just, I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. And then the showrunner came up to me at the table read. Um, which I was so nervous for. And because my first table read, she came up to me and she's like, keep doing what you're doing, improv, whatever you want, add whatever in. Um, I know you know what you're doing. And that kind of gave me permission to just go because if the showrunner is coming up to you and say that. So it just became this whole thing. And you, and, do you improvise every episode you're in, every scene you're in? Not, no, 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 not every scene I'm in because some of the more serious scenes are like exposition. Yeah, you don't need you don't to do need that. You don't and need I'm it. not like that where I'm like, I need to do this. Maybe sometimes in a take, I'll like switch a couple words around to make it feel a little fresh right. because our writers are very collaborative like that. Right. Um, but if it's comedy, like if, which my character does have a lot of that, um, I will have four or five different jokes ready to go to switch 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 each scene and they eat it up eat it up love it they don't tell you to back off they just never. Say, keep it coming never because i'll always do it as scripted at least one time and then they have it and then i want to go do you have a lot of lines for the most part in in ghost yeah uh, yeah a lot i mean season one it was um you know uh, 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 the biggest work workload i've ever had oh, right. season two it got you know a lot bigger i was like wow and now season three it's like working every day how do you, uh, what's your work ethic? I mean, how, how long does it take you to learn lines? Uh, in the pretty beginning. Quick. I'll, uh, in the beginning, um, I, I, I run it like crazy. I used to run it like crazy. You know, when you first get on a show, you're like, I need to show up with every single line. I need to know this. Like, but, And now you're like season, three seasons in. You're like, okay, let me do it a couple times and I'll play with it when I get there. Right. So I'll just FaceTime a little brother at night and he'll run it with me two or three times. So you day. still run lines with someone. You, you, every, oh, yeah. You run night. lines every night with every your night. brother. Yeah, my little brother. How old is he? He's 22. And where does he live? Providence? No, uh, me and both my brothers live uh, uh, all together here in L.A. Yeah. You live with your brothers? Yeah. Well, I, I shoot, when I shoot in New York, I'm there. Um, so what I, kind of place do you guys? Do you have like this palatial, uh, you know? Yeah, it's nice. I mean, we're we're about to I'm about to buy my house, so that's going to be a thing where it's going to be like a you know a pad. But right now, it's just like it's a condo that we all are in right now, and one of my best friends lives with us too. So it's us four, and uh, we have Jesus. literally the most fun. Like when I get home from set, I just sit on Facetime with them for like an hour, two hours at night. If I'm playing video games, sometimes we won't even talk for like twenty minutes. But I just like want to feel like I'm there, like when I get home and I'm tired. You know what's funny is I always um, I love Facetiming. It's the and, best. You know, and and sometimes, in fact, when I meet a girl online on a dating app, I'll say, "Let's Facetime immediately." Oh, I don't like yeah. to Facetime. Like I want to get. I want to see if I want to go out with you. Yeah. I don't know you. Yeah. I don't want to just take a chance of going out with someone I don't know. Yeah. And I like FaceTime. I go, why do you let you FaceTime? I'm like, yes, I FaceTime with my grandma. I FaceTime with my friends. I FaceTime with anybody. I, I love FaceTiming. I Face find timing. it weird though. I find it weird if you FaceTime someone you've never met. I don't I don't think so. It's just like a first, it's, it's like an action. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Oh, yeah. cool. What do you do? I'm, I make people feel comfortable. Yeah. And I like, and then afterwards I'll be like, no, I'm not gonna go out. Or I'm like, hey, she seems really cool. Yeah. I'm gonna go out on a date with her. I mean, it's one of the greatest things Steve Jobs ever did. You know what I mean? FaceTime. I mean, whoever thought we would be able to FaceTime? It's pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, but you don't you you don't think it's that cool to do it like in the first meeting. I don't know. I think it it's, feels like a I Zoom think it's or an interview. Really, yeah, it's more. It's like interviewee, and you don't really know them. So, like me, I could talk to anybody. Me like, too. I, so that's I, why I don't think it's bad because I'll make you feel comfortable. Exactly, but a lot of times you can tell that they don't know what to say, and then you have to keep talking to like 
you know, keep the conversation going. And then I'm searching for stuff. And then it's like, okay, well, this was fun. <laughs> it's just like weird. Yeah, like, yeah. I like meeting someone and getting their energy. Um, and like, cause I feel like you don't get people's energy on FaceTime. There's no energy. Yeah, like, it's, hard. I'm a big, it's hard like, to get their person. Or sometimes you do. Sometimes their personality yeah. doesn't shine through because it never will. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know okay, what I mean? Fair, that's, yeah. you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not going to, this is like, I just can't do this. Yeah. I can't, you know, it's like, yeah. I, Are you a big dating app guy? I mean, I'm trying. I'm just trying to put myself out there. I figure the more conversations, yeah. the more FaceTimes, the more coffee dates. I don't go out on a dinner yeah. or anything unless no, I like never someone. Never dinner first. Never. No, no, no. Are you ripping? I, are you ripping Raya or what? I, uh, I'm, 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 I'm on some of the dating sites. You I, fucking I, I, legend I, I, over I there. To, but you know what? I, I saw I, that girl just leave out of the theater. Yeah, dude. you <laughs> wish. I wish it was that easy. Um, no, but I. Uh, I went out on a coffee date with someone, and uh, you know, I, I she didn't look at your pictures. She yeah. just, I just didn't. It's so uh, easy to edit yourself now. It's so easy. And I get anxiety. I look hot as fuck on social media now. It's so easy to just edit yourself. I mean, are you in a dating app? Are you? I'm, I mean, I'm on Raya, but I just feel like it's. Do dead. you have shots of you that look like you? See, you're yeah, one of those guys that every picture you take looks like you because you're a good looking guy. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't not. Like I'm that. the one that's got to like just try to take good shots because <laughs> yeah. not every shot is a good shot. Nah, you're you're tripping. No, I'm telling you, I'm getting old, and it's just like fuck. Inside of you is brought to you by Neurohacker. Qualia Synaletic. I just sent some of this to my mother and she's starting to notice the differences hmm. in herself. And, she, and because I noticed my mother was always had brain fog and, and she couldn't think clearly. And, and, you know, and, and I, I was like, well, this stuff works for me. And what's great is I didn't even, they weren't even a sponsor when I started using this. Um, have you heard of Synaletics yet? Well, listen, it's a class of ingredients discovered less than 10 years ago. And they're being called one of the biggest discoveries of our time for helping to promote healthy aging and helping to enhance your physical prime. Your life goals in your career and beyond require productivity. But let's be honest, the aging process is not our friend when it comes to endless energy and productivity. That's why I use Qualia Senolytic. As we age, everyone accumulates senescent cells in their body. Senescent cells may cause symptoms of aging, such as aches and discomfort, slow workout recoveries, hello, sluggish mental and physical energy, hello, associated with that middle age feeling, hello. Also known as zombie cells, they are old and worn out and not serving a useful function for our health anymore, but they could be taking up space and nutrients from our healthy cells. Much like pruning the yellowing and dead leaves off a plant, Qualia Senoletic helps remove those worn out senescent cells to allow for the rest of them to thrive in the body. And you just take it two days a month. That's it. The formula is non-GMO, vegan, gluten-free, and the ingredients are meant to complement one another, factoring in the combined effect of all ingredients together. And they must believe in their product because they have a 100-day money-back guarantee. It's pretty amazing. I felt higher energies. Uh, I feel uh, more focused, um, younger. I have to say, because a lot of these things make me feel younger. I feel more uh, productivity happening in my life, a little more enthusiastic. Help resist aging at the cellular level. Try Qualia Senoletic. Go to neurohacker.com slash inside for up to $100 off and use code inside at checkout for an additional 15% off. That's neurohacker.com slash inside for an extra 15% off your purchase. Thanks to Neurohacker for sponsoring today's episode. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. The products and statements are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
Inside of You is brought to you by Shopify. You know I use Shopify. You guys go on the, you know, Inside of You online store and you see how easy it is to navigate for you. It's so amazing. Shopify, I can't think of anyone else that would do this uh, the right way like Shopify does. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. It's so easy to navigate. And when you want to add discounts, like for instance, I just had a discount where I put uh, Michael 15 and that was my discount code. How much of a percent? 15% off the total order. Easy. Adding products. It's so easy. You put a picture. You just upload a picture. You put a description. It, it, it does everything for you. And the analytics are so easy to use. Uh, this is the most selling product. Oh, I should get more of those. This is the least selling product. This is how much I made for this month compared to last year or last month. It's so easy to navigate. I feel like a pro and Shopify has really helped me do that. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash inside, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash inside. Inside of you is brought to you by Factor. I love Factor meals, Ryan. Do you know this? Yes. Why do you know this? Because I've seen them in your fridge and you've offered me some. And you've had them. And I've had them. And you love them. I do. Because I asked you every time. Mm -hmm. um, look, I spent an enormous amount of money using delivery services for food or going grocery shopping and never eating the food that I buy or too many leftovers. And it's just, I waste so much money. And, you know, Factor Meals has really changed my life in a lot of ways because they have so many different meals, like 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. And it takes just two minutes. So it doesn't matter how busy you are. It's two minutes to cook this stuff. You always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. And that's what Factor does. Um, I, I, I just can't get over all the things they have, like filet mignon, shrimp, blackened salmon, um, their breakfast items, everything, dessert. It's it's perfect for my lifestyle and i think it's perfect for a lot of lifestyles um yeah you can crush your wellness goals this may with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust keep kitchen time to a minimum factor meals are ready in two minutes no shopping prepping cooking or cleaning up enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories maximize protein intake avoid meat or simply eat well balanced Warm, sunnier days are calling, Michael. Well, yes, they are. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep, No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. It's pretty incredible. 
Head to factormeals.com slash inside50 and use code inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code inside50 at factormeals.com slash inside50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor Meals. Hey, what, you grew up in Providence. Yeah. And were you were your mom and dad together growing up? Yeah, they're still together. They're my still together. Uh, my, actually, so funny. My mom's out here now. She flew in last night, and my dad flies in Friday. So we're all. How old's your mom? My mom is fifty five. <laughs> yeah, fifty. Your mom's five years older than me. How old's your dad? Uh, my dad's fifty two or fifty one. Wow. Yeah. That's like my mom. My mom's seventy five. My dad's seventy. Nice. So mom went after a younger guy. Nice. Now, did so? Did you have a pretty good upbringing? Yeah, I mean. So we weirdly, like I grew up when I was real young, my dad had like a hundred million dollars. He was huge wait, on Wall Street. Wait, 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 yeah. wait. When you were young, your dad had a hundred million dollars. I was like three, my dad was worth like a hundred million dollars. Is this before the big crash? Yeah, yeah. So he, he, I think he's still like one of the top five um, biggest, uh, largest IPO openings on Wall Street ever. Um, he, he was like in the dot-com boom, like it was a company called Log on America. Holy shit. By the time I was six, he was worth absolutely nothing. So, nothing. Not when you dime, say nothing, not a dime. How do you lose everything? I, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, because it's still, I, I've never really had you know that in depth conversation about it. From what my understanding is, the company stock was going down. He was 28, 30 or something like that. Jeez. So he's that young. The company stock was going down, and I think he was using his own money to buy more stock in the company to keep it up, which right. is legal, but it's not smart because you're buying your own business that's tanking. Right, right. So yeah, so I never, we had like a, a, you know, we had things, like we lived in this big house, but by the time I was six, the lights were getting shut off. There was no, car, like the cars were getting repossessed. Like I, we were dead broke. We couldn't even eat dinner. So what, how old are you? I was, so six to 12, we were pretty destitute. Really? Yeah. And then when I was 14 to 18 in high school, he had money again. He's like an entrepreneur. So he'll have a business and it'll be going well. well and he, then, he became a millionaire again? Not a millionaire, but, but we were comfortable. comfortable where, where I was like, you know, we had vehicles, like, right. like he was able to get me a car, like stuff like that. So I'm super grateful by the way, I, uh, from the way I grew up because I experienced absolute poverty and I experienced, you know. Uh, you know, going so out you're to humble. Nice you were humbled, uh, as were your parents. And I'm so, so, so grateful that that's what happened. Because if my dad had a hundred million dollars when I was in high school, uh, I wouldn't be. You'd here be right a now. wreck. I'd be a fucking nightmare. Were you a nightmare in high school? Were you kind of like a partier or party animal? Mm -mm. So I. You played hockey. Yes. Yeah. So so basically, what happened was when I was. 12 was my 12 and 13 were my rebellious years. I got cut from this hockey team because so I was I went to Long Island to play. I would drive up every weekend to play for this team called the Long Island Gulls. We were like third ranked in the entire world. Are you serious? Yeah. And you were that good. Dude, my so my summer team when I was 12 was Connor McDavid, Daniel Sprong, um, you know, what? Jack Eichel. You played with these guys? Yeah. Oh, insane like samuel blair like i were go, you one of the good players yeah too? i was top four top four defenseman on this team um i've literally i think i played with almost one person on every nhl team right now um what yeah so that was that was anybody like, in the rangers 
Uh, Vetrano. Frankie Vetrano. Vetrano just got traded to the Rangers. Yep, Sorry if we're boring you with hockey, yeah, yeah, yeah. but this is pretty intense. He's he obviously he's playing with elite players. So yeah. we're gonna have to get to the question of why didn't you prove you know you get there? Yeah. But so 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 uh Jimmy Vesey, he obviously he was my ticket plug before Brendan Lemieux was yeah, my ticket plug he before. On he's one of my closest friends in the world. So he just got traded to LA. So um yeah, there was a, a lot of guys that on the on the Rangers. Yeah. But, and so what was it like in high school? So you were like what, So when I was twelve I started selling weed and be, I got cut from this team and I was like, um, why'd you get cut? Because I didn't live there, but then they did. I didn't live on long Island. So I didn't go to practices. Um, I was, I lived in Rhode Island. So for some reason the, the coat, there was a new coach that came in and he just cut me and he's like, I don't even care. I don't care who this kid is. I want to make my own team. So he just cut me like a week before the season started. How old are you? Uh, 12 or 13. Oh my God. So then that's when I went through my rebellious years. I started hanging out with the wrong kids, you know, selling drugs, doing this. Doing so this that. was all sort of preparation for the role that you're playing. Yeah, now yeah exactly. On, uh, that's on why Power I feel Park. like I play it so well because I've experienced lived all it. of this. Um, so that, and then I did all, uh, my parents caught me. I got caught smoking weed. I got caught doing all this stuff. And I remember seeing the disappointment of my, my dad. My dad took me out to lunch and I remember him being like, like he didn't want to bring it up. He was like, what are we going to do about this? And I remember thinking, all, because two years prior, I'm playing with Connor McDavid. We're going to all these tournaments. I'm, you know, one of the best ranked teams yeah. in the country. And then two years later, You're this doing is drugs. So I'm like, fuck. Like, what? Did you say, what are you doing? You lost millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The fuck? You lost 80 mil. What the fuck? Yeah, well, was just, uh, I'm trying to sell weed to keep this family afloat. I'm trying to make 80 bucks. You lost 80 mil. What the fuck is this? <laughs> Jesus. But okay, so you have this conversation, which it would never be with my dad. My dad would have been just, you're going to a halfway house. You're, get, you're, out, really? of the, you're out of the fucking house. Yeah, but usually my dad a, would beat my ass because he's punched me in the face hundreds of times and I've deserved it. But at Your this, dad has punched you in the face. Oh, yeah. But like- not in like a in a like in like a you fucking know you deserve that and I'm like yeah like not. kind of like a smack no like a punch in the face like I, I beat the shit out of my little brother one time I don't remember what happened and I'm just way bigger than him and I shouldn't have done it whatever and then my dad just came downstairs drilled me once in the face my nose is bleeding all this stuff and I remember him walking upstairs and I was like yeah I fucking deserve that like really yeah so. I mean, I had great parents growing up, but I just, you know, you, you just, you just fall into the wrong crowd sometimes. Like it's your surroundings. Was your dad a tough Italian guy that yes. would get in fights at bars or getting? Not really because he was a known businessman in Rhode Island. So he wouldn't really do that. But you know, he's got a lot of friends and right. people in Providence and Rhode Island and et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, you know, how <laughs> yeah, it goes. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> so what conversations did he, he was just like, Hey, did you step up after that? Did you change the way? I won 80 because I saw how disappointed he was. So Hold like, on a second. See how loud this is now. Yeah. But honestly, it's so weird. Cause that noise brings me happiness. Cause it reminds me of being home. Oh, really? I love the leaf blower. You noise. love the leaf blower. Yeah, well, we'll keep it in then. huh? <laughs> Let's keep it in. But so you did a 180. Yeah. You listened to your dad, unlike a lot of other 14-year-olds or whatever the fuck. If he, was a, if he was like, you don't fucking this and that, I wouldn't have. But the way he did it, I was like, damn. Like, he, you, did he do it where you disrespected me? Or no, you not hurt disrespected my feelings? him. None of that. It was just it, more I'm like. I'm hurt. I'm disappointed. Yeah, I'm like, I just, like, I can't believe where we were two years ago. And now this is what you're doing. Like, this and that. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. Did you cry? I didn't cry, but I was like. Did he cry? Uh, No. No. Did because your mom it, cry? It wasn't that serious. Who cried? No one cried. We were. I, 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 my, my mom. My mom was pretty upset, but like, I don't think she ever cried. Uh, all right. So you do a one eighty. You turn your life around. Yeah. Because you had this conversation with your mom. Mm -hmm. My dad. Your dad. Your dad. Mm -hmm. 
So what happens? What you just become a, a good poster child for uh, don't do drugs? So I went to a new school and then I joined a, a new hockey team. So I was 14 playing on, on a junior uh, hockey team. Most of the guys on the team were 20, 21. Um, really? Yeah. 19 to 21. <clears throat> 19 20 21 was like and you're 14 i was 14 i remember my first day everyone was talking about this guy brian suey brian suey he just got out of jail he's our fighter and i'm like what the fuck like i'm 14 <laughs> so this guy just got out of jail but you do did just deal drugs. yeah yeah true, true, true. you're not like <laughs> true you're right so i get to the rink and we have a um a preseason game the first shift this kid goes out and fights three people he's insane and i'm like this league is crazy and it was like such an eye-opening experience i'm like holy were you shit. like i gotta get out of here no 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 i loved it because i was fucking crazy like that i mean i was a, I, I, by the time i was 15 i was fighting everyone in the league and i was fighting 20 year olds so um, wow yeah. you are you're fearless yeah in that sense like i i was and by the time i got there i was like i was the fighter this show is sponsored by better help i don't know how many times i have to talk about this but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's like, the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Inside of You is brought to you by Rocket Money. If you want to save money, listen up. <laughs> I don't know how, how to tell you this other than this really works. Ryan went through this. Mm -hmm. We have so many unwanted subscriptions that we forget we have. And, uh, you know, there's so many apps nowadays that we just get lost. And, uh, you know, I'm not very app savvy. And, you know, I'll watch a streamer. And then the next thing I know, I forget that I just watched one show and I'm still subscribed to this after six months with Rocket Money. They take care of you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Why don't you say, did you know that nearly 75% and end at... Did you know that nearly 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about? Yeah, I'm one of those people, Ryan. 
And between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it's never ending. Thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I could see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with just a few taps. I love the dashboard and how it shows me this month's spending compared to last month. I like doing that. Uh, so I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus, they'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions. That's simply astonishing. Saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So, stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocketmoney.com slash inside. But by the way, there's something to be said about wearing all that equipment, having a helmet, having all these things, and you get in a fight, you're thinking, I'm padded mostly. Yeah. You know, people think it's so gruesome and this, and you yeah. punch in the face and stuff, but you are protected in a lot of ways, and they're going to break it up. I mean, no, not in that league. Uh, fighting, they let them fight? Yeah, fighting was, it was, it's junior. So fighting's five minute fighting. You take your helmets and gloves off, and these guys would just go at it. And I was, I came from youth hockey to that was my next year. I was like, oh my God. But then once I was there for like a month, I was like, okay, this is like second nature, you know? I and mean, you're, you were playing with the big boys, and mm-hmm. you're doing well. Are you scoring? I'm doing well. Uh, I don't think I played every game that season. I think I got. I think I only got scratched from like four games because we were playing. There was this team that I never played against because it was all 21-year-old fighters. Right. And the coach was like, I'm just not going to play him because it's just not worth it. Um, so, but I had a good year. Like that was my one of my best years of hockey. And then the following year was another one of my best years. And that's when I got drafted in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So then that's when I was or like. Quebec Midget. Major Junior Major, because there is a Midget League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, but the Major so, was like. Just so like, people didn't think I was throwing out the word Midget. Yeah, no, no, no. no. There is a Midget Hockey League, yeah, 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 not yeah. for Midgets. Midget, yeah, Midget's like, yeah. Nah, I'm getting yeah. myself in a hole here, but it's true. <laughs> it's still it's called, called Midget. It's still been called Midget. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's All like right, so, 18 or something. Right, 18. But go ahead. So um, you get drafted in this Quebec Major League. Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So that's where like Crosby came from. Like all these guys who who played. Um, it's 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 like the OHL. It's that the WHL. And how old are you? Uh, I'm 15 at this point. Wow. Yeah. But um, so then that's when I start, you know, taking it really serious. But the acting kind of came in, you know, I always was the funny guy in the locker room. I was the locker room guy. I just wanted to make everyone laugh. That's all I cared about. I obviously loved playing hockey, but I just remember being like, I loved before and after. So when I was 12, the first thing that ever got, you know, put in my head when I was on that team in Long Island, right before I kind of, you know, got went off the, the Long end. Island goals. Yeah. This one of the coaches said to me, um, Cause I would make jokes and the kids wouldn't understand my jokes, but the coaches would like swivel their head and go, what did he just say? Cause I had older brothers, you know? Right. And I remember he, he said to me, he's like, you should do some type of acting or entertainment. And I was like, my thought process was he didn't want me to compete with his son. So I remember shunning the acting and the entertainment for years because of that one thing he said, I was like, oh, they want me to do this. So I don't compete with their kids. And it was just like this strange uh, narrative that I had in my head that I was like, I'm not going to do that because they don't want me to be occupied. Because I was good when I was, you know, when I was younger. So then cut to 16, I moved to um, Pennsylvania and I'm playing on a junior team there. Um, and I went to high school in Pennsylvania while I was playing. 
And that was my like kind of first acting class I took was at that school. It was just a beginner course. Yeah, because I didn't know anyone, and I just hopped right in. And I was like, "Oh, this and they're is like, like who's fun. this? This new kid? He yeah, think he's an athlete. Yeah. He's like, you know, what is he doing here?" But weirdly enough, this school, this one school, is called Holy Cross High School in Pennsylvania in Scranton. There was like twenty Russian kids that went to this school that played hockey because the youth team, the U sixteen team, there was no law on how many. Um, imports you could have so the entire <laughs> yeah yeah it was they were literally the entire u16 team was russian and this whole the, every you know the high school halls were just filled with russian hockey players and they're all good it, oh insane i mean ivan provorov who's playing for oh, yeah. you know the flyers like all these guys who were who were top guys just went to this small school in pennsylvania it was such a weird experience um so then that year and then the following year was when you know i really kind of got into acting how'd you know you were good were people commenting on how how good you were were your parents that was just kind of there was no like scene work or anything like that it was just kind of like fun like playful you know like the zip zap zap like games like that where and people were you know always thought it was funny but then when i really got into it was when you know i was still playing junior hockey all these years so once you graduate from high school you play four you know you can play four years you still have two more years eligibility before you go play ncaa hockey Right. So I had two years of not being in high school, not doing anything, just playing hockey. That's when I went to, you know, Providence Performing Arts Center and, you know, um, Trinity Rep and, and Providence Improv Guild, like all stuff like that. And that's when people were like, you're like good. Did you love it immediately? Immediately. Because that that first year out when I was playing, when I, you know, wasn't in high school was the worst year of hockey of my life. And acting and and comedy and improv became my like escape from how terrible everything was going. Because two years before that, I was drafting the Quebec League. I had all these you know colleges looking at me. I did a official at Brown, Princeton, Yale, Harvard, all these places. Were you training too hard and like doing in uh, like acting wise or hockey? Hockey. I was training insanely. I would wake up at five a.m. I would go to the rink. There was this guy who would um, open the. Uh, the rink for me and then go home and sleep. 5 a.m. 5 a.m. I go to the rink and I you do just sprints. Skate. I do sprints. I did this like sprint workout and then I go, um, that was before when I was in high school, my senior year. Jesus. And then I would go to uh, school, go to practice afterwards, lift, and then I would stay at the rink after and shoot like a thousand. So you wanted upstairs. to be in the NHL. You wanted to get yeah. drafted. You wanted to do this. But in the back of my head, I I didn't. I remember being uh, like, I want to be that an one actor. thing, that one yeah. thing that I think if you really want something, you got to go 100 percent. And that's the way I was with acting. Once once I totally knew I didn't want to go hockey, so I had that little thing Jesus. in the back of my head, like I want to be an actor. Do you ever regret it? Do you ever no. do you ever think for a second, like God, I would have loved to play in the NHL? Not a second. Not really? a second. I am so happy with the decision that I made. Sometimes I have like I I have a recurring dream every like month or so. That, Let me guess the dream. Okay, that you're in a movie playing a hockey player. No, 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 no. But I still want to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do want to do that. But it's um that I'm trying to to be an actor, but also juggle um, playing junior hockey. And I'm like, how am I going to make auditions? I have practice later. I have this dream once a month. It's insane. Still. Still. Wow. I can't get and out of it. How often do you play hockey still? Um, uh, when I'm in LA, I'll, I'll play, um, you know, Thursdays with Nat, Nat Faxon on, on the Culver team. Oh, you got to let me know the next time. You please play. do. I'll please wanna, do I'll play with you guys. Um, and then when I'm in New York, I play roller, um, on Monday night. So I'll yeah, play a little roller. roller. Um, I myself. but yeah, I play once a week. Wow. Yeah. All right. So all this, you're playing hockey, acting's in the back of your mind. You're like, I, I, that. this is what I'm gravitating towards. I, yeah. This is this is what it is. When was it that you felt like that? that's it? 
I, I got it. I've got it. Like, what was the one thing? I hurt my shoulder my second year out of um of playing junior hockey. And I officially was like, I'm I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. But I told my dad I was going to LA to rehab my shoulder. I was like, oh, I'm going to rehab my shoulder in LA. And he Lying. knew I was in Yeah, but he had no idea like what I really was going to do. I legitimately had like colleges that were wanted me to go there and schools like Princeton and stuff like that. So my dad, that never even crossed his mind that I would. You could have gone to these schools too. Yeah. If you I could've. played one more year junior hockey. You were probably. good enough. You would have excelled. Yeah. 100%. Right. Um, so I go, I moved to LA with my older brother and I found an agent within like the first week I was here. And I was like, I'm not going back. How'd you meet an agent? I set up. An How L does one meet an agent? I set up an LA casting profile and this guy reached out to me and I immediately started auditioning. I mean, I wasn't. What was his name? His name was Adam Park. And you just went to his office. I went to his office. I I remember I did a self tape in like this. Uh, it's like the seedy outdoor area. He like didn't have. He was like a smaller agent, right? And, um, yeah. And then he was like, "Yeah, you need acting classes and work, but I definitely think you're, um, you know, you can do well." And I was like, "Okay, great." So you went in acting classes? Yeah, I I went hard in acting classes. I went. I was taking seven classes a week. I was doing five scene study classes, two improv classes. I was performing indie. Uh, improv shows i went insane i was doing writing i, I had no idea over. you worked this hard i thought oh. you were just like a you know what do no. they call them what do they call them like a influencer a, no a ticket <laughs> influencer. a ticket a uh, you know a go you know a, a, what do you call it you just get the golden ticket you get the golden like, ticket he just yeah. he, he just he just was no he, i grinded every second every day i wake up at 5 a.m i go to the gym then i go open the restaurant that i worked at then i would go to acting class at night then if i had you know an audition i would Jeez. read sides at night like i was crazy every everyone who knew me in acting class would you know would say this kid is insane i had teachers tell me that i was working too hard i was burning myself out and i just remember being like nope i'm just gonna get as good as i possibly can so you would do these scenes and know the scenes inside out and give it a hundred percent and like you know yeah. just like you could see that other people were giving maybe 20 percent, 50 percent, 70 percent where you were the hardest working one in there by far and you you and stand I, th by that that's the that's and so that's kind of what made me show up to auditions and being like, I deserve this more than everybody else because I put in 20,000 times of work. Any, every that's your mentality here. even today going into auditions. Like, I deserve this. I'm going to get this role. You're not. Everything. Yep. It's a competition. Yeah. It's, you don't get nervous when you go in an audition? Um, I used to a little bit, but now I love it. I love auditioning. You are fun. you always prepared? Yes, always. Always. Always, off always book. know your lines. Always off off book, book, no matter what. I one time I wasn't off book because I I was too obsessed with being off book. And then um one of my friends was like, go into this audition and don't memorize anything and just just show how much it doesn't matter. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I just and you got it. No, I didn't get it. It was for it was the one show that I shouldn't have done it for. It was for it done that for it was for um General Hospital. <laughs> which is like they, you have to know they the do lines like there. 70 pages a day like, this guy can't be off book for this <laughs> yeah. one audition but it but it did teach me something like it really didn't matter the guy didn't care i was just they, it just wasn't a good uh audition when you yeah but uh yeah, that's the one audition you should be off book for well when you are off book or when let, let's say when you're reading off script yeah when you're reading an audition are you not reading off the your sides very often not once i don't look at it because if i if i look at it i'm out of the scene that's what that's what i think the casting director thinks so i never look at it one time i don't think i've ever looked at my sides once i feel like if i had a uh teleprompter or an earplug yeah like snl an ear where they then, have the things up then i could then i would excel yeah i think i'm just too tired to audition anymore yeah 
<laughs> I mean, you get to that point where you're like, oh, like, I'm, you know? I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not going to learn 10 pages of dialogue yeah. so they consider me. For When's something. the last audition you went on? Do you still audition? Uh, no? I actually did. I auditioned for this movie with Jessica Chastain. Nice. Love I was in the running for this. And um, so I auditioned for that. And that was like a month ago or so. Nice. Nice. Um, but I don't, I don't really. Yeah. I mean, but look, I appreciate the work. I mean, you're 25, you're hungry, you're going out there, you're going to get it. What do you, where do you see yourself? Do you, do you want to be the guy who's at the Academy Awards? You want to be considered a serious actor? What do you, what do you, what is it you want? I like, I, or are you I, just having fun and go, Hey, I just have fun it. and I love being an entertainer and you know, it's my passion. This is the funnest job in the world that I could possibly think of. Like, I have fun every day. I get on set. I try and make everyone laugh. The crew, like, it's the best job in the world. Yeah. It's also the hardest because everyone wants to do it. Um, but when you book a job, like, it's it, everything's so so fun. Yeah. I see myself a little bit more like you know Mark Wahlberg esque. I like, could see that, can't you? I like, could totally see that. Like, I want to do serious stuff, but like. I don't need to be the guy that's like, oh, you know, I work, you know, at the Academy Awards. That's not me. I'm not like a Hollywood type guy. Like, I just you're literally, a guy. You play hockey. Yeah, I like having fun. You hang out with your friends. You hang yeah. out with your brother. Eventually, I I, I, I see myself at that level um, of Mark Wahlberg. You know, of being that, but not at a place where like I'm Joaquin Phoenix or Christian Bale, and I'm losing 900 pounds for a role. Like, <laughs> it's just like that's just not fun for me. Do you? I yeah. follow the fun, and that's not fun for Do me. Do you still get starstruck at all? Um, I'm trying to think the last time it's weird because I, I sadly like haven't I, Octavia Spencer. You had to get a little, maybe a little bit in the beginning, right? When you did ma. Yeah. When I first went in for that chemistry read, I was so nervous and there was like eight people. And I remember walking in the first thing she said to me was, oh, damn, we got a young Tom Cruise. And I remember being like, oh, I'm good. I'm, I'm really, yeah, I remember you knew she liked you. Everything went away. Um, which I still like, she literally texted me yesterday, screenshot Marlon Brando. She goes, this is literally you. You, you do have a resemblance to, uh, Brando. Yeah. And she, I was like, let's do this movie. And she's like, say less, let's get it going. So, um, I would love to do a Marlon Brando biopic. That'd be so cool. I could see it. I could see Look at him. (laughs) You know? Yeah. I bet that would make your parents happy too. Yeah. Do they love what you're doing? Do they love it's it? It's so funny because at first my dad uh, hated it. He was like, no, this and that. My mom was like more the type of go chase your dreams. And then he was on a red carpet with 50 Cent. And he's like, all right, this is pretty cool. <laughs> it's like he was he was up. He was for it immediately. Wow. Yeah. He knew 50 Cent. No, uh, he knew. Yeah, he knows who 50 Cent. I mean, I grew up like since I was really young. I actually posted a picture on Instagram like a couple weeks ago. It was me six years old at a hockey tournament in Las Vegas. And I have a G unit T-shirt on. <laughs> six years old i listened to eminem when i was like five six seven eight i think that's why i was so crazy because all this <laughs> music and you know i was listening to uh um uh nwa and and uh you know method man like all these people fight. when i was that Public young enemy. everything fight the power yep remember that song yeah all right <laughs> do, you, do you ever text with 50 cent um we sometimes i mean he's a little bit more He's kind of in a tiff with stars about what's going on with his shows. So, really? Yes, because he, um, I don't really know the logistics of it. So he doesn't come to set like he used to. He used to come all the time. But right now, you know, he's got his other stuff going on. So we used to talk more. Um, but I mean, he's so supportive. He's always so nice every time he comes to set. Um, he's like, make videos, do whatever. Like we have so much fun, but yeah, I wish, I wish the relationship was be- like it used to be when I was power season six. Cause he was happy as a clam. He had four spinoffs with them, this and that. 
Um, yeah, what is this? It's Power Book. First, it was Power. Yeah, so I was on Power originally. And then Power Book 2. And then Power Ghost. Book 2 is just a um, continuation of Power. And then there's Power Book 3. Power Book 3, Raising Canaan, is a prequel of 50 Cent's character because he died. It's a prequel of him growing up. And then Power Book 4, Force. Yes, that's- um, That's, uh, uh, that's a, my buddy, Tommy Flanagan. Yeah, I love Tommy, Tommy Flanagan. Tommy was just on the podcast. Was he? Yeah, he was great. He, I don't fucking do this with these, Rosie, but I'm going to do it for oh, you. I love him He's so great. much. He's so fantastic. I love you him work so, with him? No, but I'm just a huge Sons of Anarchy fan. Yeah, he's great. Um, So, yeah, that's, that's Force. So that's uh, a character that was originally in power. He escaped the feds and went to Chicago, and that's his story there. Wow. Yeah. So how many episodes of this have you done since um, Power and then Power Book? I did uh, probably 35 at this point. Or 35. Like yeah. And how, how many more? I mean, they wanted to go for a long time. Like, I, How I, long did you sign on for? Seven years, I think. But so I mean, they, they just get you. They sign they you on. They can kill you off at any time. Yeah, but they sign you on yeah. forever. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time. But nowadays, you're only doing, what, eight to 10 episodes a season? Yeah, it's 10 episodes. And you work, like, what, four months, six months? Six months, yeah. Six, because it's our our drama in New York. It's not easy. Is it hard work? It's hard work. Are you exhausted by the end of the days? Yes. I'm exhausted middle day. I'm like, oh, fuck, how am I going to get Because I'm also, like, high comedy and this and that. And then some scenes I'll have this. There's a lot of um, physical stuff you need to do, running, fighting, gun, like, whatever, crazy shit. So that's a lot of work but a lot like since we're dealing drugs we'll shoot in you know bad areas and in brooklyn and queens night shoots all the time it's freezing cold it's hard it's always fucking cold in new york it's hard work. sorry for the f-bomb it is my dad lives there and i'm like dad it's either too freaking hot or freezing I, for seven yeah. months a year anybody who loves new york i like to visit now I, every once in a while I but i can't live there I and agree. i used to live there and i'm from new york so don't badmouth me i'm a big fan of the mets knicks rangers giants but i'm telling you new york's always effing cold yeah always and it used to be our schedule used to be october to april but since covid it's now pushed to january to july so you still get some warm months right but yeah it's it is hard work sometimes i'm like oh my god like and then i talk to people who you know i have a friend who's on the connors and she's like yeah we shoot on the stage and like cbs <laughs> like it's warm out it's hard I'm like, what? it's like it's you, hard you're a sitcom you go in and you do one you know what i mean you do a day of rehearsal and then you shoot the live show like we're shooting from six o'clock at night to six in the morning, night shoots in snowing weather. Oh God! It's and rough. what do you? And, and at the same time, don't you train every day? Yeah, I go to the gym every single day for hours. And you box? Yeah, I box. I do jujitsu. I do muay thai. I love is it. boxing? Is, does that keep you in shape more than any other sport? You think? Um, it doesn't. Keep, I, I think it would help your cardio. But for me, when I boxed a lot, it made me look um, too small. And now this season, you know, my character is getting even more and more darker. So I want to look big. I want to like be able to be menacing and be strong and be tough. So I had to actually stop doing a lot of my, you know, uh, boxing, boxing and Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu because I was doing too much cardio and I had to, I had to lift weights more. So, so that's what you're doing now. Yeah. So you're lifting weights. Yeah. Every day. Every day. Two hours. Legs. Not, I don't do legs because my legs can't fit in because I played 20 years of hockey. So your legs are just already in shape. Yeah. The, my legs, I already have to get custom pants at, <laughs> at wardrobe. Like wardrobe has to make pants for me because I can't fit my legs in normal pants because of hockey. Are you serious? Yeah. It's crazy. You're lucky. I have the skinniest fucking legs ever. And I played hockey most of my life in other sports. I just had skinny legs. What about you, Ryan? My, my, I got skinny legs. No, but you're like, I got Sperry jeans on. I got Sperry, <laughs> I got Sperry jeans. And... 
Uh, well, people got some questions for you. This is called Shit Talking with Gianni Paolo. It's Paolo, right? Paolo, but Paolo, here's the thing. But it looks Paolo. Here's the thing. It's Paolo. It's been Paolo for two, you know, my grandfather, my dad. Um, so I've always said Paolo. My older brother says Paolo now for some reason. But he also goes to Subway and it's like mozzarella. So I'm like, uh, I'm not going to take what you say serious <laughs> ever. You know what I mean? He'll call me, but he's like, Paolo. I'm like, it's Paolo. Paolo. Yeah. Paolo. Gianni mm-hmm. Paolo. Yeah. Did you have a big upbringing, like Italian upbringing? Yeah, like, very. Big Italian family, Huge. big Italian. Talk about that for a second. What's it? What's that like? Was it fun? Oh, it's the most fun. I mean, my whole family's insane. Like if you met my dad, you would go, this guy is fucking. How does he talk? Record. He's just very Rhode Island and animated and he's very similar to me. Like we're similar people. Um, but yeah, he's, my mom's crazy. My whole family's fucking nuts. Well, what he admits. I'm sorry. We're not supposed to swear. You said no, sorry. Just, no, 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 no. But what he, no, you, I, I try not to F-bomb just for, because it's, I hate, I always, I just. Yeah, I, I do don't too. give a, I don't give an S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really effing care about. I don't yeah. effing care. You can yeah. go S a D for yeah. all I F. <laughs> um, no, but like. If you asked him, like, is he is he very like, uh, you know, does he like talking about like the past? You go, Dad, remember punching oh, him will. in the face? He will. He he'll, remembers things like that. Yeah, he'll talk. Oh yeah, he brings it up. He goes, yeah, you were pain in the ass. It's one story. My older brother was he. My older brother had this Mustang when he was seventeen. He would you know whip around the streets with this and that. One time, my dad saw him on the road going like, so we had a you know what a billet kid is. No. So when I was 14, we had a kid from um I had a kid from Russia, I had a kid from Connecticut and a kid from Massachusetts come and stay at my house in Rhode Island and live with our family uh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. play in the junior hockey yeah. team. They, I was on the junior B team so I was 14 and he was on the junior A team which was like Jimmy VZ, like all these kids who are NHL players now, Charlie Coyle. Wow. So these kids played on uh two were on my team and one were one was on the junior A team. So it's the kid's first day staying with us. My, he gets in the car, my older brother, and my older brother's whipping through the streets, whatever. Um, it's nighttime, so uh, my brother didn't really see my dad. So my dad starts following him through the streets, and he's flashing his lights, flashing his lights. My older brother, my older brother's like, who the hell is this? So he stops at the stop at the stop sign. He puts the car in park, and he gets out, and he turns around. He's like, what the fuck? And it's my dad, and he just punches him square in the face. Don't ever drive like that. Uh, on these streets, this and that, punch him square in the face, he's bleeding. He gets back in the car, and I'm really close with the kid who used to live with us, so I remember him The saying, kid's like... He's like horrified. He's like, I have to live with this family for the next eight months? Oh, my God. Yeah, he, he was like silence in the car, and my older brother is like just bleeding all over the place. I love how you, like Italians, I have a friend Tommy Caprio, and he always talks about, oh, yeah, we used to get beatings all the time. Yeah. You know, my dad would beat me, beat my little brother Joey. It's like, we deserved it. We got beat. 100%. And people are like, you know, now Nowadays, you, you don't touch your kids. You yeah. don't hit your kids. You I disagree with that. Because yeah, you do. Yeah, I disagree with that. I, I mean, I just. But do you think that, you, you, that a father should punch his son square in the face? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I would say every situation is different. Right. But right. for us, one hundred percent, we were little assholes. And you could take a punch easily. Was he a big guy? Yeah, my dad's. I mean, my, my dad's pretty ripped. Like he's pretty big dude. And he'd go full punch. Full punch. Did anyone ever stand up and punch him back? No. Oh, no, 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 no. Even that, to this day, you wouldn't do that'll it? That would be it. Nope. Never. He'd kill you? Yeah, he'd kill us. Never. But you think that- And now he has a carry, so he's always got a gun on him. I'm like, I'm good. He carries a gun? <laughs> yeah. Because he does security now. He does like security- um, uh, he has this company called Skypath Security where they go and they do threat assessments in like schools and stuff like that. Right. So he always has a gun on him. I'm like, I'm good. 
You think that like in a childhood like this, I mean, you you're, you seem pretty freaking normal with all the stuff you did. But, but like, I think that's why I am normal. It's like the kids who had like Hollywood childhoods, like they're fucking insane. Yeah, they're like they, they grow their hair out so they look yeah. like Brad Pitt or <laughs> something, and they and they just give them a skateboard and they all act like assholes. And yeah. they I don't go even to private care, schools. Mom. Like, I don't even care. I'm not listening to you. And they're yeah. smoking pot at like yeah. nine. Think about the economic state of the world, like just stuff yeah. like that. Like, oh, that's, that wasn't garbage, me. Garbage. Yeah. So, so you really like appreciate your parents. Oh yeah, and your mom, she was loving. I love you, son. Your dad too. I love you. Give me a hug. Give me a kiss. Did he used to give you a kiss? Yeah. Or my my dad wasn't really (laughs) affectionate, but my mom was very affectionate. And for some reason, I was never affectionate until I got into acting class and like had to like submit to being like vulnerable and open. So my mom used to call me her prickly pear when I was in. um, I remember I was young. I was like. 11 10 11 because she would like give me affection i hated it i hate it i don't know what it was really and then now i'm like a little more open to it but i'm still like what about with women like when you date a girl are you are you affectionate i don't really i don't know I, like pda is like the worst thing in the world to me like I you not, will not get public I will display never ever ever like hug or kiss you won't hold grandma. a hand uh-uh it's it's like <laughs> and they hate it because you won't yeah i just do not like it. i want i want everybody to know i'm your girl yeah Come on. yeah and i struggle and i'm not a relationship guy at all I struggle. Well, you're 25. You don't really yeah. need to think about that right yeah. now. In yeah. fact, I would. I don't think you need to worry about it for 10 years. Yeah, agreed. You just don't. Agreed. Like, focus on your life. Focus mm-hmm. on your career. Do you get any anxiety ever? Do you ever get anxiety or any depression or you've never really experienced? You seem like such a happy guy that I no, mean, nothing really affects you. Obviously, I do. Like, I go through it, but I'm just so motivated and I have so much fun. And I'm grateful for my life. So, I and every you know, all the work i put in everything i just know it's gonna work out so i don't really stress like that like sometimes stuff creeps in where you're like okay like when the show's over like this like stuff like that sure but i've that's gone away now because i'm like i i know what my path is and i'm not worried you know and you're starting a business now yeah i, I, I read this with your with your buddy from uh power yeah me right? and my co-star michael rainey jr we just started a production company with uh keenan thompson keenan thompson <laughs> yeah how did you? How did that happen? I have a buddy who's from Rhode Island, who's his business partner as well, and um, we just linked up one time, and we just honestly, like Keenan, really messed with my vibe, and you know, we had a conversation. He's like, "Yeah, they're like this is like this kid I want to be in business with." So we, I love him. Yeah, I think he's man. one of the funniest, coolest guys. I go to like every SNL now, and I kick it with him all the time. Like he's the coolest. Are you in the serious? Could yeah. you get him on the podcast? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to Keenan. Yeah. Would he do it? Yeah, he'd do it. Cause he has a podcast too. And with the same network that we're, we're doing ours with. And he, um, yeah, he would love to do it. Dude, I would love Keenan. I think Keenan's brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic. He's a legend. He's an SNL legend. Like, so he's done a thousand skits or something like that. Yeah. I think he's the longest running cast member by like six or seven years. Did he ever say, I'll get you on the show. I'm going to get you on the show. (laughs) I mean, I want me and Michael to host one day, but it's weird because the mainstream uh, networks don't pick up power stuff, even though we're like the third most stream show in the world. Right. Um, it, it's like the stuff that we get picked up is like, uh, you know, hip hop stuff, double XL magazine, like, which is dope. Like that's everything I love growing up. But I'm like, I wish these mainstream like networks would, you know, mess with us. You know what though? It. You end up doing a different show. Yeah. And then you appeal to those people. And you get everyone. And then the other people. Yeah. And then you're appealing to everybody. Yeah. And that's kind of the goal. Yeah. Get on something a little more commercial, but in it with a different audience. Agreed. And I'm already, I agree. I, I've, I've that's how you it. do yeah. it. All right. This is called Shit Talking with Gianni Paolo, as he calls himself. Not his brother. That's the way to do it. Uh, these are my patrons, my lovable patrons who support the podcast, to give back, to keep the podcast afloat. I love you guys. 
Uh, go to patreon.com slash inside of you. Uh, so little Lisa says, who's on your bucket list to meet? Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor. Yeah. I don't like those commercials he does. The Irish whiskey ones. Yeah, it, it looks <laughs> yeah. like he's nervous. Yeah, he is nervous. He probably is. Yeah. It's funny because he, someone like that goes into a ring with someone and has no nerves at all, and then they get on camera and they're like, so Isn't scared. that something so it's Someone so could twisted. kill you. What would you say to him if you met him? I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't really have any starstruck people with, like, music or acting much anymore. Um, but I think him, like, that. I just... I've looked up he's just a badass he's just a badass he's cool he's made so much money doing what he loves too and i don't know he doesn't give a he's fearless he doesn't give a shit he'll still show up places and he's still like fights people and i don't know i just in pubs yeah like he he doesn't let any type of hollywood stuff phase and i don't know i just think he's cool fearless yeah uh mary b would you rather have a leading role in a romantic comedy or a horror film i did a horror film so i want to do a romantic comedy at this stage of my life. Do you want to be the leading guy? Yeah. The leading guy in a romantic comedy. Yeah, I want to be that Matthew McConaughey. But you, what if you have to be affectionate and shit? I, oh, I'm fine. I, you I could do, do it on it screen. All the, time, all the time on screen. But just not in real life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can get I it out that. in screen. Were your parents affectionate? Yeah. Uh, to each other? Yeah. They would kiss in front of you? Yeah. Every your day dad would before go, get work. over here. Yeah, every day before work, this and that. So, I mean, cra- this is crazy. But sometimes my dad, like, I would get home at, like, 3 a.m., you know, me and my friends are out because my place was like the hub in high school where everyone hung out. Right. And, you know, we'd have girls over this and that. My parents let us do whatever we wanted because they trusted me. Because in high school, I didn't smoke or drink one time from 14, 18. Not right. once. Um, so my parents trusted me. So everyone would just come over. The girls would leave, whatever. And we'd all be in the kitchen heating up food from the night before. My mom would always cook a lot. And then my dad would come in the kitchen like 3, 4 a.m. and go, look at me, just, just bang your mom. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Yeah, he goes, you think you're the only one getting some of this house? He goes, just bang your mom. I'm like, okay, bro. I didn't need to hear that. I just <laughs> banged your mom. <laughs> oh. That's the shit he would say to me. I <laughs> but, mean, but, but you like, That's think, like the relationship that like, we have. But, and you were how old? I was probably 16, 17. 16. This so this is 10 years ago. So he was probably 40s. Yeah. Early 40s. Yeah. I just banged your mom. <laughs> Like, do you say, Dad, I don't want to hear this. That's I'd be like, dude, I, and my friends are eating it up. Also, my dad's like, he's like me. He's, he's like, milking it. He's putting on a little show. He's my putting friends, on a little show. My friend, my, my friends. What's my his dad name, was, your dad? Dave. Your mom's always like, Dave. Literally, yeah, Dave. Oh, it's so and they've been together how long? Um, they got 30 years. 1992, they got married, I think. 82, it's, it's 02, 12, 22, 30 years. Yeah, 30 years. Dana asks, are you a fan of your own show, Power, and the Book of Ghosts? If so, how crazy were the major deaths in the show? They knocked me out. I I didn't watch a, a, any Power before I was on it. And then I finished um, shooting the original Power, and then I watched it all in like four days. And I was like, I'm on this show. This is everything I've ever wanted to do. It's insane. It's like guns, drugs, you know, murder, this and that. Like, I, it's everything I wanted to do. The way I look, I'm like, I'm going to be... A vampire forever <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> so i'm like oh no this is great and yeah ghost i mean it's 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 everything i've ever wanted to do wow i love that it's so great to be on a show that you really love Love every script comes in i'm like oh my there's god nothing what do we worse, get to there's nothing worse than being on a show that you're like oh. have you experienced that yeah I, i've been on shows that i just feel like people don't care as much around yeah. you there's not much enthusiasm um you know it just feels like 
It's not as exciting. Yeah. But then I've been on things that are really exciting. Yeah. You know, I've been on a couple of things. The scripts come out and and everyone's like, oh my God. Like I read it the second I get it and everyone's like, who dies, who dies, who dies? Like that's the way it is. So everyone's always enthusiastic. I've never been on a show where, you know, I'll, pro I'll probably get there, but like where I'm just like, oh, I don't really care. I love it. Like <laughs> right, I love right. being on, on power. I love it. Raj, are there specific movies or TV shows that inspired you to pursue an acting career? What I, what I was watching when I did move out to LA, I uh, was Sons of Anarchy. I was like, I'm think I thought I was Jax Teller. I almost got a motorcycle when I got here. Like I, I don't like motorcycles. Yeah, I don't either. They're I so just, dangerous. I know I sound like a grandpa, but it's like it's not you. I'm worried about. It's like the people around you when you're riding a motorcycle. Yeah. You know, I don't want to have to worry about the things that I can't control. Exactly. And it always freaks me out. Yeah. You always hear about these accidents. I know. It's scary. People always are my getting dad, hit. My dad just got a motorcycle like a month ago. Are you serious? <laughs> He's 55 and he I just got one? God, he got a Harley. 50. Yeah. What do you say to him? Dad, be careful. I'm just like, wh like, why? Like, there's no, why do you need a motorcycle? He's crazy. The, He's he like sounds a little crazy. He's like 25 stuck in a 55-year-old guy's body. My God. He must love what you're doing though now. Oh, yeah. He, he just oh, loves we, it. We went to the Ranger game. They put me up on the- um, I saw that. Yeah, they put me up the, on the thing and he was like trying to like get in. I'm like- like he had his sky pass security hoodie on and he's like trying to get it in on the thing I'm are like, you Dad, sure? yeah he's crazy do you still you go to as many ranger games as you want oh uh, yeah they give they give us tickets why so. is that because so power is like a staple new york show like when i'm in so la when you're in new york people recognize you. insane i came and walked to the gym in the, gym in the morning it like I, I work out you know kind of 10 blocks from where i am it's insane i can't walk down are the you serious gotta put a hood on because i'm like this is crazy when i get in la no one gives a shit I mean, it's still a huge fan base, but it's also LA, so no one cares anyways. But when I'm in New York, like, I can't go anywhere. You're signing autographs constantly. It's just pictures constantly. Li it's literally, it's just such a New York show, so everyone in New York watches it. Jesus. Isn't everywhere that crazy? we go, we get comped. I've, I don't think I've ever paid for anything in New York City. It's crazy. Wow, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. Leanne, what's your favorite type of role to play and why? Or maybe you haven't even played that role yet. Yeah. I, what I'm doing right now, I like being a, like a badass. Like, I like, it's just cool. I mean, I eventually get to a place where that'll change and I want to do something else because everyone always gets there as an actor where the grass is always greener. Right. Um, but right now, it's what I'm doing now. Which Andy T, when did you know that you wanted to pursue an acting career? We talked about that. Yeah. But you were playing You were playing hockey. Yeah. And you you thought- I gave you the, the smaller- you The know, smaller the version. Actor, but yeah. When I was around like 10 or 11. Jesus, man. What, what about you? When? How old were you when you uh, were like? I think I did my, you know, I started liking it in high school. Yeah. I took a drama class. Did you do it for girls? Because that's what a lot of people. No, I just, I just didn't fit in anywhere else. And yeah. then I remember I was in drama class and I was, drama, it was drama. It was just drama class. So freshman year, you took drama. Sophomore year, you took drama. Third year, you took drama. Finally, my teacher said, listen, I'm not going to allow you to take drama your senior year unless you audition for a play. Oh, I see. So and I just said, oh, yeah. I was too nervous. Yeah. So finally I go, okay. And I auditioned for Vince Fontaine in, the, in Greece. Did you get it? And I got it. Nice. And that's what, that's what, had, that's nice. what did it for me. But to this day, I still never, I'm always been nervous, always. And I think, you know, part of that helps me. Yeah. And part of that hurts me. Yeah. But it's like, you get that nervous energy. You get that, like, yeah. but when I'm in the zone, yeah. when I really know something, I really love something, I really feel like I, that, it, there's no feeling like that. Yeah. See, I struggled my first year auditioning because everything I went in for was <laughs> confident, jock, good looking guy, this and that. And 
I always struggled because I wasn't confident in audition. I was confident in life, but when I would go in the audition, so I never embodied the confidence because right. that's what I had to play. So I'm like, what the fuck? They're always giving me confident, confident, confident. Give me something when I'm not confident and I'll kill this right now. Yeah. But then I got better at auditioning. I was like, okay, cool. Like I can do this now. How, how many followers do you have now? I don't even know. Like 600,000 or something? Yes. Yeah, something and like what's, that. what's, what's your uh, Instagram? It's at Gianni V Paolo. I'm telling you, I looked on there one day and it was like you had 30,000 followers yeah. and it seems like the next day you had 600 and something. Thousand. Yeah, it was after season two of Ghost when I just started, you know, really being- Were you just going crazy? Like, oh my God, look at all these people following me. Yeah, I mean, we also had like this little back and forth where with, um, you know, that got that went crazy viral. It's the uh, 50s other show called Black Mafia Family BMF. It's on Stars, And all those guys were um, shitting on our show. So we started shitting on their show on social media. So then the Shade Room picked it up. Like, what oh. do you mean shitting on your show? Like they would just be like, "Oh, uh, we have the number one rated show," which isn't true. We have the number one rated show on Stars. Um, but so they started like tagging us and all this stuff, and then everything just went crazy viral. Like the Shade Room picked it up, Entertainment Tonight picked it up, like all this stuff picked it up. And I remember, like, I got, I think I got like hundred thousand followers that day or something. Yeah. My God. Do you have anybody offer you like uh, to post things for money? Yeah, yeah, all the time. But I'm pretty like picky about that stuff. I don't want to align myself with brands that I don't like. What's the most money you've been offered to post? I mean, so we do booking. We do club bookings. Like that's what I'll do. So me and my co-star will go to a club and they'll pay us like, you know, 20 grand. And we'll just literally go to like a club and party for an hour. And 20 grand yeah. for you to just hang out at a club yeah. ryan are you hearing this yeah, it's pretty, yeah. nobody asked me to come to a club for 20 grand <laughs> it's just our show like that's our like they'll they'll come out and see us because people are so it's like hip-hop culture this and that like and you get to, mobbed in there it's insane I, i've never they like, give you a table we, in the we back have, we have armed security guards with us at all times like it's crazy so that's like what what I'll do like for extra money. Like I won't I, the stuff posting on Instagram. I'm like I just I could care. What less. about being on a show like Stars? Do they pay you well? Yeah, they do. Yeah, was it good pay right away, or did you have to negotiate for that? Um, they I, probably tried to take advantage of you in the beginning. They did, but I knew um, I knew how I was already written in the storyline, so I was like, I'm gonna stand. That firm. That was the mistake they made. Yeah, I'm gonna stand firm. Jesus. Yeah. Who else do you know for the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you know me if you ever text me like i will i will you know everybody because this, so that's, you're a likable good guy so that's how i got hooked up with you've hooked me with up theo. yeah of course I've, i forgot who who we've had on on inside of you but that's how i got hooked up with theo because i was in mississippi filming ma and um one of the pas i was in my dressing room listening to this past weekend and at this point it was six months before you even came on right so no one was listening to it. I think he had like twenty or thirty thousand listeners. He had like forty thousand followers on Instagram. Yeah. So it was very, very, very small show. So the PA who came to my dressing room was like, "Were you just listening to Theo Vaughn?" And I was like, "Yeah." So it was like a niche thing. And he's like, "I know him." And I was like, "Oh, really?" Like I'm a big fan of him. I'd seen him at the comedy store a bunch of times. I was like, "Hook me up with him um, when I get back to LA." He's like, "No problem." So I went back to LA. I shot this movie. I had enough money in my pocket where I didn't need to work a restaurant job anymore. And he, um, that's when I started working with theo and booking and doing this and that so i was acting and filming stuff while i was working with theo did you like working with theo I, I, he's one of my best friends in the entire world i love him he's the funniest person he I've really is hysterical world. he's like, got such a unique there's very few comedians that are so unique they're in their own little place yeah. that he just he just it's off the cuff it's just like innately part of him the things yeah. he says the things he does it's he just shares them with the world the things that he thinks about yeah, yeah. but he is pretty insane he um 
that was like, even in real life, when you talk to him, cause you meet a lot of comedians that are really funny on stage and they're just like, like Sebastian's a good example. I've had tons of conversations with Sebastian Maniscalco. He's just not that guy to try and, you know, riff in, in person. He's very normal, but on stage, he's a murderer. Right. Theo's a murderer on stage. He's funnier off stage when he can say stuff that he can't say on stage. Right. Like, oh my God. Like stuff that you would not believe. I'm like, this guy's insane. He's so funny. He's insane. Yeah. Have you seen him just uh destroy it in front of thousands of people? Yeah, I went on tour with him uh, a couple months ago before I started filming. And yeah, I was on the God mic. I was like, Theo Va! Like, we just have really I, anytime Theo's has a show anywhere near I am, I'll fly out and go see him. Like, we just have such a good relationship. That's I, great. I really I have a lot of love for him. I'm gonna go see him on Saturday. He's Said that Netflix is a joke festival. Oh, before. really? Yeah. So what's next? You're just doing the show? Yeah. So I got maybe three more months in New York doing the show. Um, I am doing like a lot of my own producing for television shows and um, and films that I, I'm getting going. And I just started a, a Power After Show podcast with my um, co-star, Michael Rainey Jr., which our first episode came out yesterday. And we're second on the charts right now for podcasts. So What? Yeah. Pretty crazy. We're second for TV and film, and I think top 100 in the world. Right Wait, now. what's it called? It's called The Crew Has It with Michael Rainey Jr. and Gianni Paolo. And we just take all the shows, because it's such a big universe, so we're going to take all the actors from all the shows, have them come in, we'll talk about episodes, this and that. There's so many shows, so it's like, why not have a little hub for and it? That's the way to do it. Yeah. They're doing it with a lot of shows now. Yep. Kind of rewatch shows. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're doing. So huh. it killed it yesterday, so I'm, I'm super excited. Like, I'm just... I just love doing this. I love it. You got yeah. such a great, you know, your personality, your energy. It's there's no wonder why you have so much success, and you deserve it, man. Thank you. I love seeing good people do good things, yeah, and and do things that make them happy, yeah. So hey, dude, thanks for allowing me to be inside of you today. Of course, this man. has been a real. Treat. Are you going to get inside of me after you got inside of me after this? Well, whatever you want, whatever you want, buddy. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Dude, thanks so much, man. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. All right, dude. It's awesome. The I'm jealous. I I'm am, je too. I, I am, am too. I am. I'm jealous of <laughs> I him. I am, too. I'm jealous that he's so good looking, and he's talented, yep. and he's so happy. Yeah. I want to be that happy. Don't we all want to be that happy? And sometimes we hate happy people, but that's wrong. No. You should look at that and go, good for them. Yeah. And that, of course, I don't hate Gianni. I, I, I love that he's happy. He's and, I, and, I, and I root for people, and I yeah. root for a guy like him because he's got a great heart. And um, I really mean that. And I, I want everybody to be happy. But also, I think it's just that you're envious that we, God, I want to feel that whatever you're feeling. I want to hang out with you. I want to, mm -hmm. you know, I want to dress like you. I want to drive in your fancy car. And <laughs> I, I just love the guy. Hey, man, Gianni, you're a good dude, man. I thank you for uh, being on the show, on the podcast. Uh, check out all his stuff. Um, I think you'll uh, you'll enjoy it. What else we got here? We got Talkville, the big podcast tomorrow. Mm. Talkville. It's exciting stuff. The Smallville Rewatch podcast tomorrow. Guys, make sure you tune in, subscribe, become a patron if you want. That's going to be a ride. It's a lot of work on this end, but we're having fun. Ryan, you having a good time on I'm it? I'm having a good time. Yeah, it's... Uh, Watching it for the first time. I know. It's cool to see mm -hmm. your perspective on things. It really is cool. I um, It's actually cool to see my perspective on things like now after not seeing the show for so many years yeah. and i hadn't seen a lot of episodes so i mm -hmm. when i'm watching these episodes i have no clue what's going to happen i'm just like you <laughs> except i'm in them and i'm i'm at times going oh my gosh why did you make that choice how's clark going to get out of this one i wonder if he will i wonder the show will be over <laughs> 
if he doesn't get out of it. Um, anyway, Talkville tomorrow. So tell me what you think. And there's also a hotline you can call and um, leave messages. Make sure they're short with your questions. And we'll try to get you on the air. But we can only afford to put on a couple on without... Unless they're just fantastic questions. Unless you just ask something that no one's ever asked before. Like, Michael, what's the size of your suit that Lex wore? That would be a boring question. What was the size of your suit? Mm, I don't know. Probably a 40 long. Mm. 42 long. Mm. That is boring. You're right. It's very boring. <laughs> See how boring we got? Oh. We won't be talking about that on Smallville, Talkville. Um, hey, guys, if you want to become a patron and support Inside of You podcast, please do. And I will message you right after you do. That's patreon.com slash inside of you. We've got uh, great, great, fantastic merch. Just check out the merch on the Inside of You online store. Smallville stuff, Inside of You stuff. Everything you can dream for. We're running out of, I think, lunch boxes. I think we only have two lunch boxes left, signed by me and Tom Welling. Some scripts, Lexmas scripts that I sign. Uh, Funko Pops, which are going out like, what, what, what goes out like they're, they're selling hot like cakes. hot cakes. That's what they're doing. The kids, <laughs> they're selling like hot cakes. <laughs> Good Lord Almighty! Ryan is taking off. He'll be gone for a couple of weeks, but uh, he'll be back and. Uh, uh, there might just be an episode without Ryan. You won't know. Or will you? You might know. You In the might future. know. Next week you'll know. All right. If Ryan's not on that episode, mm. chances are mm-hmm. he wasn't here. <laughs> he wasn't here. Uh, that's it. That's all I have today. Um, I wish you all a wonderful week. Thanks for supporting the podcast. Um, before we do that, I think I need to read some names, don't I? Oh, you should. Yeah. These are the names. These are the top tier patrons. Go to patreon.com slash inside of you. Get their names shouted out every episode. Nancy D, Leah, S, Sarah, V, Little, Lisa, Yukiko, Jill, E, Brian, H, Nico, P, Robert, B, Jason, W, Kristen, K, Raj, C, Joshua, D, CJ, P, Jennifer, N, Stacy, L, Jamal, F, Janelle, B, Kimberly, E, Mike, E, Eldon, Supremo, 99, More, Ra, Mira, Santiago, M, Chad, D, W, Correct, Leanne, P, Janine, R, Maya, P, Maddie, S, Belinda, N, Chris, H, Dave, H, Sheila, G, Brad, D, Ray, H, Tabitha, T, Tom, N, Liliana, A, Talia, T, C, M, Fuck, Betsy, <laughs> D. Chad. Uh, D. Just remember, Chad L. and Ra. Mira. No, L, Rochelle. Chad Rochelle. L. and uh, Rochelle. Chad L. and Rochelle. Marion. Meg. C. K. K. Trav. L. Dan. N. Big. Stevie. W. And Angel. M. Correct. Rhiannon. C. Corey. F. K. Corey K. K. Corey K. Let's think of something you remember that. Corey K. Corey can do it any way she wants. <laughs> or he with can it, do with it. With a K. Super. Sam. Dev. Nexon. Michelle. K. A. A. Just remember Michelle. A, not K. <laughs> Jeremy. I don't know. R. C. Uh. Andy. F. T. <laughs> Cody. See, we're, we're in the realm I don't know. Cody R. Cody R. Cody R. Cody R. Cody R. Gavin. Nader. David. C. John. Heater. 
I don't know what that B, is. B, John B, Brandy. L. D, Brandy. Just Brandy remember D. Brandy. Brandy D. Yeah. Four. Camille. S. Correct. The. C. Joey. Fatone. M. Correct. Willie. Nelson. How about Willie Felson? <laughs> Willie Felson. <laughs> Will that help you? Yeah. David. And Goliath. H. Right. David H. David H. Just remember David Hyde Pierce. H. David H. All right. Do you hear that? I think I farted. God. Design. I don't know. OTG. Yeah, OTG. Eugene. Levy. And. Leah. Chris. Remember Chris Pratt or Chris, Chris Pine. Chris P. Chris P. Nikki. Remember Glazer. Nikki G. G. Corey. Just Corey. Not Corey. <laughs> Katie B. Remember Katie Berry instead of Katie Perry. <laughs> Will that help you? Sure. Nicole. Patricia. Heather L. Remember Heather Lockyer. Lear. Lear. Yeah. Is it Locklear? Locklear. Yeah. Jake B. Remember Jake Busey. That's no, easy. But all right. James B. Maybe James Bunn instead of James yeah. Gunn. All right. Bobbit. Sure. Megan T. Uh-huh. Megan drinks tea. Megan uh-huh. T. Uh, Mel S. Orlando C. Orlando Klum. <laughs> John B. Yutch. Caroline R. Robbie. Just Robbie. Uh-huh. Paul C. Christine S. Sarah S. Eric H. Spring. Jennifer R. Shane R. M. R. Mark M. Jeremy V. Andrew M. Robert G. Zatoichi 77. Andreas N. Alexandra and Chris R. Those are the top tiers. Ryan, you did a spectacular job. There today. are a lot more. Are there more? Yeah. There's a lot of names that I, I do not recognize. Yeah. Well, there's some good names, some good newbies. Thank good you for names. joining Patreon. I appreciate it. If you want to join Patreon, go to patreon.com slash inside of you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of all of you today. It means a ton. I went to Australia and I couldn't believe the amount of love that was given to this podcast and how it helps so many people. And it gives me purpose. So you give me purpose. Thanks for sticking with me and, and putting up with me and all my little idiosyncrasies and and, and uh, faults and everything else. Um, thank you. Thank you. From the Hollywood Hills in California, I am Michael Rosenbaum. I'm Ryan Taylor. And uh, we love you. Be good to yourself. Thank you for allowing me to be inside of each and every one of you. And until next week, um, much love to you. Be good to yourself. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.